0: breaking it down is going gangsta on this episode of jack daniels presents this life ain't for everybody with half slim shady chad building and the aarp homie alex crosby
1: so hey crosby do me a favor and shout yo
0: Uh-oh. chad gets back to his amateur part-time thug roots and relives the upper class suburban hood with alex
1: i still like the gangster rap the hip-hop what was the crowd like for ice cube 40 year old white guys 40 something white people
0: the struggle is real as Chad and Alex can't get down to clown with today's poser rap.
2: Dude, the younger generation would benefit from hearing these dudes. Lavender body wash, make
0: my pores take. The The garbage that they listen to right now is that. It is garbage. And Chad finally spills the beans on the cold-hearted truth about Adam Sandler.
1: What a career and he's just solid as shit as a human being in my opinion. Wow. What a friend. Adam, can we be friends? We're going live with Breaking It Down on Jack Daniels
0: present this life ain't for everybody with chad belding and alex crosby right now
1: what is up talking breaking it down All the way downtown I ain't no clown But I get around Do you like the sound That I'm throwing down I come around Just like raw bass Up in your face It takes two You need the glue To keep this together But I'm a little bit weather I'll storm the weather Crosby Can you kick in With a little bit of freestyle Go the extra mile I'll make you smile And with an old rotary phone You're gonna dial up my number Cause you know I'm number one I got the big guns The sun's out So guns out I got the clout So hey Crosby Do me a favor and shout, yo! Oh, do you like the little freestyle, Crosby? I was not expecting that. (laughs) What was it? Not bad, or was it It terrible? It was. What was the line? uh... (laughs) Oh, you can't ask a freestyle guy what was the line.
0: It
2: was all made up on the spot. No, I know, but there was a good. There was a good little tie back together that I
1: like. Little uh, little Eminem in your voice. We're talking a little Eminem. We're talking a little. Um, what I just experienced this last week and which again you were invited on. Let's just make the whole world aware. did Alex you go Crosby Yeah I went. Alex Crosby was invited <clears throat> to this. you ready for this? everybody heads up. listen. No, no barking, barking from, from the dog. dog, no small, and mama, mama cooked, cooked the, the breakfast with, with no hog. hog. Dude. Ice Cube. He was on it, and then I went to the after party with Too Short, Todd Shaw. How was that? Amazing. I am bummed I had to miss that. I can't believe you did. Dude, he had that energy they put out in that. The Ice Cube played the theater, and then Too Short played the nightclub after party. Incredible. What? Why is that, by the way? Is he just not big enough? He's big enough, but he played with Ice Cube the night before in San Jose. And then he had another gig that night and then flew in late Uh, and he didn't go on stage until like, I'm talking, I think he went on stage at freaking 10 o'clock, probably one in the morning or two in the morning. Oh my God. You did not stay that late. Yeah. Did he he do any of his old stuff? Yeah. He did blow the whistle. He did, uh, he did born to Mac. He did freaky Tales. He did life is short. He did cuss words. He did cruising down the street and I had to stop. Turn up the radio and drop the top. I said, "You look so good. You're so fine, young tender. Would you be mine? I get you in my car, drive you to my house." Because I'm, I'm a Mac, <laughs> <laughs> dude. He was going off, and I was like, "I, I still like the gangster rap, the hip hop." What was the crowd like for Ice Cube?
2: Me, forty year old white guys, forty something white people. I noticed on my social media, it was a bunch of the girls I went to high school with went to it too, and probably their husbands. Dude, he was amazing. It looked good. Did the one dude see walk like you see on? All the videos. you talking about
1: Ice Cube's counterpart? Yeah. Yeah, he was on every song. He was on the stage the No, but did he
2: see Walk? Did he do that oh, dance? Oh, yeah. He yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like three times, but right at the beginning, got the crowd going nuts. Really? Was wearing, it sold out? Wearing his gangster Dickie's pants. I had the same Dickie shirt on with the foul life patch here, and this life ain't for everybody patch here. You did? Were you wearing- Yankee's hat on. I had a, my pro-fit game played Yankee's hat
2: on. Were you wearing like the slack style pants? Yeah
1: uh uh-uh. uh Oh, yeah.
2: Dang. What kind of shoes did you go with?
1: Uh, Converse, Chuck Taylor's, just like Cube was wearing, but not black. <laughs> Mine were real tree camo. That's pretty I, good, though. I'm like a chameleon. <laughs> yeah, you got to have your own flair. <laughs> well, you, you adapt. You know, like, tomorrow night I might be in a, in a cowboy hat at a freaking Hank Jr. concert. Right. Yeah. Is that being a pre-Madonna, a phony, a fake? Put that on the floor, please, so I can see your beard. <laughs> I mean, is that being a phony that... I didn't wear a cowboy hat and Wranglers to a Ice Cube concert. No way. I'm going. I'm going to go to an Ice Cube concert. I love rap, and I loved NWA. I loved Digital Underground. That whole era of rap music. Oh, it's the best. DJ Quick. I could smooth. I listened
2: out. to Dollars and Cents
1: on the way out here. Oh god, dude, when he did um, back that up. Uh, what's his love song? Ice Cube's the, the fast one about. Ice Cube's. Yeah. What's this big song that ch- chicks love about grinding and not back that ass up. Yeah, but it's like that. It's uh yeah. Back that ass up. Ice cube. Uh, come on.
2: I can't. I think you, yeah, that's you got it. me thrown off
1: back into it. Oh, you can
2: yeah. do it. Put your back into, your it. Back yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. When yeah, he yeah, did yeah. That,
1: dude, the chicks
2: went Oh I bet. What's the whole that song theater, called?
1: Not one time did the theater sit down. He played for 90 minutes and then he was gone. Yeah, that's the one he did with Miss Toy and uh, Mac Ten. You can do it. Put your back into it. You can do it. Put your back into it.
2: Yeah, I don't have that song on my tunes, but that's a good one too. Yeah. So if he Just
1: went on at one, you got home at three o'clock in the morning. Two forty-five. God, you are a savage. Two forty-five. Did not drink, not much at all. Had a blast, but I was, you know, I was watching out. You know, I was doing my thing and. <laughs> I'm i was, not a nightclub guy. I was going to say, I, was I haven't Lex been to a nightclub. nightclub since last, I can't, I think it was like February of 22, maybe March, somewhere in there. I don't know. Chase and Kane Brown played in the T-Mobile arena in Vegas. And we took Les down there for his birthday. And then we went to Havasan or whatever it's called in MGM. Hack-a-san. Hack-a-san Hack-a-san to, to watch Ak-a-san. um To watch Benny Hawn, his son. Oh, Steve Aoki. Steve Aoki. And that's something that I would never do again. Like, I, I respect what he does, but it's like he's a DJ and he takes a famous Wayne Newton song and Coming to America or what's the big one that uh, Neil Diamond does? Sweet Caroline. Yeah. And he puts chops that, it that, all that club beat to yeah. it, you know? And then he throws cake on people. But every song, <laughs> in the crowd's doing the same thing, jumping up with their hands in the air. And it's cool energy, but I'm young, not a club guy. Young energy. I'm not a club guy, but I enjoyed listening to Too Short Flow. And he was flowing.
2: And I and I saw it on the videos that I saw. I don't like the hype man in the rap shows anymore. I never did like it. There's Just, no hype
1: man for Ice Cube, though. That guy is his counter. Not not yeah. a
2: hop. Not maybe. But I, I don't like that guy. Like, I don't like him yelling.
1: He doesn't. He doesn't? Only when Ice Cube asks him.
2: Yeah, but I don't he,
1: – He's the guy just like Kid Rock when Kid Rock goes back and forth with his guy at the end when he gets behind the turntables. And Eminem did it with uh, Proof all the time where the guy would fill in a word and Eminem would get his breath and stuff. Yeah. But the hype guys are like, put your hands in there. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That guy yeah. doesn't do that shit. Oh, like, good. they would stop and they'd be like, this crowd over here is louder than that crowd over there. And then they'd be like – and then put your middle finger up. Like, they were – they kept they it. did a good show then they came out and said we're keeping this straight gangster you know
2: like that. <laughs> <It's, laughs> that's like, what Reno I, deserves I'm
1: really in, It's. I started listening to NWA in 8th grade whatever year that was 1990 89 or 90 in 88 somewhere in there Sir Mix-a-Lot Swass with Buttermilk Biscuits and Posse on Broadway yep. Rob Bass NWA I mean I could keep going all the way through the early 90s and then Cypress Hill came out in like 91, 92 and then they did like Insane in the Membrane. And then they came out with Rockstar and Rapstar later on.
2: Yep. They got a bunch of good stuff. But dude, you
1: should have went. He was I so good.
2: I and I was cooking dinner all night for 450 people. It wasn't even fun.
1: I got a vintage shirt. Lethal Injection 30-year anniversary tour with Reno on the back of it. Really? Yeah.
2: Where'd you get that?
1: At the concert. Oh, no. Yeah. Dude, the merch line was a mile long to start the show. And a mile long after that dude was making mint and merch. Nice. You waited in line? Nope. I didn't have to. Oh. We played it right. Dude, we had the setup. Stephanie set us up with freaking her and her friend. Um, I want to send a shout out to Patrice. Stephanie and Patrice hooked us up VIP for the theater, VIP table, your own waitress, cocktail server. Then VIP table above the stage looking down on this the top table looking down on the stage, VIP with bottle service at Too Short. Really? Yeah.
2: Was that busy?
1: You couldn't fit another person in there. God. Yeah.
2: They, he that got, had to have been a younger crowd, right?
1: That was because that was only forty dollars to get in there.
2: Then they were coming to party for it. Uh, yeah, and they, none uh, of them went. Anyway. The, some
1: of them, went, the, the old people like me that were in there, I'm not. I hate saying I'm old, but uh, compared to those guys, yeah. But the, there was a lot of people that watched Cube that went to that, right? But that was the crowd. And there was so many people in there, and every too short would stop rapping, and the whole crowd would rap his whole song.
2: Yeah. He's got a following. Oh, th- those early two short albums, dude, most people know like all the words to them.
1: Oh yeah. When Life is Too Short came out in like oh, eighth yeah. grade.
2: Doom doom do, do. Oh, that
1: whole album, dude. And then Short Dogs in the House came out with the ghetto on it. Yeah. That's the one that that's a good the, one too, don't man. Don't bite the VLAN, the mm-hmm. ghetto's awesome. Uh, born to Mac. Stepdaddy. What about if a pimp is what you wanna be, you're gonna have to learn pimpology. Yeah. Or pimpology, a pimp's profession. You can't be affected by the Great Depression. <laughs> Dude, and he just and he says the thing about too short is that he says his name like 30 times a song. Oh
2: every song. Everything
1: yeah. it's it's about short. It's like almost like Ricky Henderson talking in the third person. He says right. short dog or yep. or too short so many times every song, but I absolutely freaking loved every single bit of it is he still a bay area guy yeah and he's in shape he's jacked. oh he's he,
2: he's short but
1: he's freaking he's 57 ripped, dude. dude
2: oh yeah up there really and
1: cube is 54
2: but neither dude, would, of them look like they've aged a day dude but if you,
1: and they look great and to think that they're not that much older than us that shows you how young they were when they hit it cube was 16 when he wrote boys in the hood song and then started the movie after nwa and you can remember he left nwa and he moved he left la and moved to New York, and he came out with America KKK's Most Wanted. Oh yeah, and that had the um, that had the song on there. Once upon a time in the ghetto, America KKK's Most Wanted. It um, had no
2: Vaseline on it, didn't it?
1: No, no Vaseline was on. That was on Death Certificate or Lethal Injection.
2: Yeah,
1: because that was after NWA dissed him on a hundred miles yeah. and running, and then the next one they came out with, they dissed Q Bad, and then he literally stops the concert and says, "No, he did no Vaseline." He did the whole thing, damn. And he says that is the biggest diss song in rap history. Oh, it's huge. He said Nas had a big one, and obviously Tupac had a big one with "Hit 'Em Up," but he says that's the best diss song of in rap history.
2: It really is good. What are you looking up? How old they are? You didn't believe me? And I wanted to see their faces at that age. Too short. He looks a little bit older you know, he, than he, he did. I was.
1: I gave him a high five.
2: Yeah, he he. When he look walked old. into
1: the club, he came by our table and I went, "What's up, Todd?" And he gave me a high five. No shit. Yeah. And he, I mean, just walked right by. He looked like he was twenty five. Does he roll with a big entourage? Dude, all the pictures they put up on the screen of both concerts were so reminiscent. Like they played Friday, and he saw all the shots of him and Chris Tucker and Debo. And I did see that on somebody's video. Yeah, he had like a big projector in his background. But he had all like he he went into the two songs. He did Gangster Gangster and Straight Outta Compton. He doesn't do very much NWA shit at all it once said by him i wondering and, and he did the crowd loved it but he didn't do f the like and you know what else he doesn't do he doesn't say the n-word at all like he says it a tiny bit i think in the beginning but in most songs where he used it in the past in the lyric it's homie now and he's changed a bit he's a little bit like charlie daniels went down that road of like when the devil went down to Georgia i done told you once you son of a bitch you know and he got real spiritual he took that out of there and put son of a gun in there in all of his concerts and stuff well like
2: in Vaseline, no Vaseline, he talks a lot of shit about white people. And, oh, yeah. and That's
1: what I always that's what I never understood, how he had such a huge white fan base when he was so in the Predator album, after Rodney King and all that, he went off on white people. Right. And Jewish people. Right. That's you know, that was the manager of NWA. He goes off on him. But dude, on all the movies he did, whether it was twenty one Jump Street or the kids' movies he did, are we there yet? Um, the Ride Along with Kevin Hart, Part 1 and 2. Boys in the Hood. His son was in Straight Out of Compton. <laughs> what other movies has Cube been in? He's been in a lot. Oh, he was he's in, been Jump, in Street, 21, 21, yeah, Jump, Jump Street 21 and Twenty first Jump Street.
2: Well, obviously, all three of the Fridays. There's a oh, yeah, fourth Friday, one coming the
1: other out. One. I mean, he'll write those movies in the soundtrack, dude. The oh, dude yeah. is mad talent. Dre, you know, there's another one coming out, too. Another Friday? Yeah. Dre made the most money out of all of them when he hit it with Beats and his production of I, of Eminem and 50 Cent and, and his record label. He made the most money out of all of them. Right. I would guess that. What is Dr. Dre's net worth? He's got to be a billionaire, right? Does Cube not like Dre still? I, he said there's no more hard times. So I wonder why he doesn't do more in Dr. W A. he became a billionaire in 2000. I was going to say
2: he's a billionaire. What is
1: Ice Cube's net worth?
2: Not even close
1: did you find it before me
2: 160 million
1: 160 million so dre made the money oh yeah when he hit it with harvey or uh what's the what's his partner's name in beats the old producer that was in the do that hbo what was that even called hbo documentary with dr dre what was that guy's name I why am remember. i dude i know this stuff the eternals or whatever the defiance the defiant ones they're his partners in beats headphones yeah his partner what was his name that he went into that with the producer that used to do the Beatles and the Defiant Ones uh Jimmy Irvine Jimmy Ivine Have you not seen the Defiant Ones? I don't think so. Oh dude, you got to you got to get that. He yeah,
2: and he hit it with uh like you said Eminem and 50 Cent, dude. How much money do you think he made off those two? Those two are huge.
1: But he's got he's got his, is probably worth 350 to a half a billion himself.
2: But Dre was successful and The Chronic and all that stuff was they were successful albums too. Not not to make a billion dollars.
1: So, as a whole, I want to get into this, though, because I saw some Jack Daniels stuff when I was at that concert. Guy right in front of me was wearing a huge Jack Daniels shirt. It was bad to the bone. I got video of it. Read that for me right there. We're talking about the Jack Daniels single barrel program, Lynchburg, Tennessee. How important it is to us and, and what it means, how it elevates your whiskey game, your offerings in your own personal bar gifts from your business if you have a hotel or a bed and breakfast these bottles are so personalized with a hang tag your logo engraved your name engraved the year engraved on them and you can get so many different flavors including what we just did the jack daniels single barrel rye the jack daniels single barrel barrel proof is unbelievable the jack daniels single barrel barrel proof rye and crosby's going to talk about what is that one is that the single barrel select crosby it is And you got some tasting notes there. We're going to talk a little bit of tasting notes before we get back on our gangster rap. When you go down to Lynchburg, Tennessee... And you're at the distillery and you sit down in the whiskey tasting room or you're at the Squires house or you're one of the different buildings that they perform these whiskey tastings in. When you're part of the barrel selection program, you get the entire barrel. You get that barrel head. You get a decanter set and you get every bottle that comes out of that barrel that's going to yield anywhere from 200 to 260 bottles, depending on how much the wood sucks up. But it just depends on what color you want, what flavor you want. You want the sweetness, the maple, the sugar, do you want the vanilla? Do you want the the boldness? Do you want that burn? Um the charcoal mellowing, everything that goes into this single barrel barrel program. We're proud to be part of it. We're proud to be part of the Jack Daniel's family. Talk to me Crosby about those tasting notes on the single barrel. On that's the reserve, correct?
2: That is correct these for this particular bottle, they talk about the aroma, which carries a bold, robust and complex aroma with rich caramel, toasted oak and subtle fruit. What do you think the fruit is or do you know the answer to that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to think about the subtle fruit of what your tongue tastes is what they always tell you. Mm. But I've heard orange. I was going to say orange. I've heard orange uh, before. I've heard even a uh, melon kind of taste, but tangerine, you hear orange a lot.
2: Then they talk about taste, which is a rich toasted oak and complex barrel spices.
1: Yeah. So if you think about whiskey and you watch a distillery and how whiskey is made, it's crazy to think, you know, the charcoal mellowing, right? So they have a big thing up there and they put all this wood in there and they make their own charcoal every day. And then they take that charcoal and they put in these big vats. And then they, after their whiskey goes through the process, then it's charcoal mellowed. Gentleman Jack is charcoal mellowed twice, right, to make it smoother. But that whiskey comes out, what? It's ever clear, right?
2: I was going to say it's clear. When it comes out
1: of the machine, out of the distillery and all the tubes and everything, it's clear. Then it comes over to charcoal, the charcoal mellowing process. You would think it would gain color there. I was going to say, does it come out gray? 100% clear. Wow. That's what takes out all of the... Anything that you could think of that would be in there, that's what takes out any of it. So it goes into that barrel completely clean.
2: Yeah, because that's how you filter like water. If you're, you know, if you need survival drinking water, they always say activated charcoal kills all the bacteria. And not that there can be much bacteria living in 190 proof liquor, but like there's impurities and stuff in there. Impurities and stuff Mm
1: -hmm. at the beginning. And that charcoal mellow takes care of that. And then the water is what Jack Daniels is built on. I mean, the distillery is built on i never knew source. that and it's like in a like a cave right yeah, that's you can on the, the property that... and see how it runs it's it's such an interesting story and fascinating brand but so when it comes out of that charcoal it's still clear it doesn't get its color and taste until it goes into that barrel the barrel right? right so you think about what they're doing with, with what that barrel does and how much it has to do with the overall appearance and taste of that whiskey that's where that read that taste again that you just had
2: so the taste is rich toasted oak and complex barrel spices. So because they take actual, it's, it's wet wood, right? That's formed into the planks and then bent. And then made into a barrel and they pour. Yeah, and you
1: got all the staves and everything that goes into it. You can see a barrel right there. But they don't add
2: like flavoring to it. Some of
1: them are toasted on the inside, like the Sinatra is a toasted barrel that changes the complexity of how the whiskey ages. But that whiskey that you're holding in your hand right there, that bottle behind you, that single barrel, you can see those two bottles over there, Crosby. See how they got the Foul Life name tags on them? Mm -hmm. That is seven-year to eight-year-old whiskey Wow. in single barrel. Jack Daniel's seven, old number seven, is four years old, four to five years old. This is aged for a minimum of seven years. You're getting in this barrel program. Have you taken a bottle home of the new rye?
2: Yeah. Have you drank it? I don't open them. I have a full collection of the Foul Life single barrels, unopened, plastic still on them. I have them out in my bar on display, but I kept the boxes too. But yeah, I don't drink them. I think they're nice. I maybe one day it'll be a collector's item. You know what I mean? They
1: are already.
2: Well, great. I already, then I have them all. I have a
1: full set. Do you want another bottle to drink? Sure of the rye oh sure of course sure of course <laughs> oh, shit, yes. why wouldn't i any other uh, any other tasting notes they do discuss the finish
2: which is the warm and lingering finish you can expect from a jack experience and you and clint do a special taste probably that you learned at that uh
1: what how we taste whiskey yeah it's kind of like wine a little different than wine making sure but that you, you kind
2: of to- let it roll all the way down your oh, yeah. tongue right yeah, you, you get and you definitely taste. taste all the I never did that you gotta before, hold you know. You got to it in the
1: middle of your tongue <clears> and let it sit But you there, let it roll
2: backwards, you too. let it
1: roll backwards and just gently Th- go down.
2: That's where you taste the fruit and stuff, I think. The
1: fruit, the vanilla, and then you get that little burn. I like a little burn in whiskey. Do, they
2: discuss a Jack Daniels single barrel old-fashioned. Is it wrong to make cocktails with this kind of whiskey? Bourbon. In your opinion.
1: That's not bourbon. Whiskey. It's, it's bourbon. It's It's characterized as a bourbon, but it's right. a Tennessee whiskey because of the charcoal mellowing it's always a bourbon you know you got to have certain amount of corn and everything that goes into you know that of what makes the whiskey so high-end spirits in general but we're talking jack daniel
2: single barrel is it wrong to make a cocktail with that most, like, some guys would tell you you're a complete a hole.
1: What? Because you're just, not drinking it neater on the rocks. Yes, that's great on the rocks. It that's is the best whiskey. I love I love the rye single barrel for an old fashioned. I, I think, do. I, I think that old fashions are way better with high end whiskey.
2: Man, so do I. Way better. Some people, like I said, they would say that we're real jerks for saying that.
1: But Jack Seven's good in an old fashioned too. I agree. But it's, it's my it's a Jack and Coke. Yep. Jack. I love just a sip of Jack. Yeah. Jack Seven's unbelievable. Gentlemen, Jack, they're all amazing. I love the new Bonded, the new Bonded rye. Incredible. Um, hard to
2: get, right? Or is that the one that's get. hard to get? Yeah.
1: Well, the the triple mash was really hard to get for a while out of the Bonded series. And then the new rye is out right now. Have you had that? Uh-uh. So freaking good.
2: Do you like rye better than?
1: No. Rye, if it's not done right and it's too peppery, there's, a, there's more pepper in rye. I love the Jack Daniels rye, though. I love this new Bonded rye and the single barrel rye.
2: I like a rye old-fashioned.
1: Oh, me too. I wish Clint was here right now. Text him, tell him to come make us one.
2: Just Bring keep. his kit. Bring his whole kit. I think kit. it's funny he's got that Go to kit. that
1: second page real quick before we get back on Ice Cube and Too Short. You, got, you see where it says up at the top, reasons to believe? Yeah. What's the first one?
2: The Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select Double Gold Medal San Francisco World Spirits Competition 2020.
1: One of the best whiskeys Z- in the world. Number two.
2: I was gonna say they won a gold in 2022. I don't know what the ASCOT awards are, but they won that in 2022 as well. Think how hard it would be to win one in 2022. Not that it wasn't hard to win one in 2020, but do you know how many like craft liquors and things came out during the pandemic? Oh, huge! Because they so won, many...
1: they won the the most prestigious whiskey award in the world last year with Bonded.
2: That's what I'm saying. And they're they win- I was gonna say they're winning them even after all that.
1: Yeah. And it's mass-produced Jack Daniels, according to everybody. Right. Every single drop of this whiskey is made in one spot, Crosby. Could you imagine saying that? You can't say that about other whiskeys, isn't it? That's fun? not true. There are bourbons, I'm sure, that are made in the same spot. I take that statement back. But I know a lot of them that aren't. Isn't it? It's funny though that, like,
2: because Jack Daniels, you know, a lot of people look at it. It's like the cowboy whiskey, right? It's the blue collar whiskey, just the old old number seven, but it is not I mean
1: Frank Sinatra was the it was the nectar of the gods according I to Frank Sinatra wow, yeah, and he saying. wasn't a cowboy nope I did it my way <laughs> him and Dean Martino would sit there Dino Martino hey when the moon hits <laughs> you I like a big <laughs> pizza pie that <laughs> summer do you think the Dean drank it too oh of course dude come on it's the nectar of the gods Jack Daniels if you please do you know the next line Knock me to my knees. Who wrote that? Who wrote it? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Who wrote initials it.
1: initials, DAC, D-A-C, and he sang it. Is it
2: David Allen Coe? I didn't yeah. know if he wrote it or not. Oh, but yeah.
1: He sang it and wrote it. Wrote it and sang it.
2: I think he loved it, huh?
1: Yeah. So, dude, gangster rap. It was a cool night. And I'm a big fan, dude. And I mean this when I say this. Like, Eminem's my favorite rapper of all time. Lil Wayne flows. Nas is right there. Big L, Biggie. Big L, Biggie. Pat Tupac was unbelievable. Nas flows. Eric B and Rockham. Rackham from Eric B and that group from New York flew. He could flow.
2: Have you ever seen that? Or you big know that. boy,
1: big boy and outcast, they're freaking good.
2: Red Love man, it. dude, you know, is the top of Eminem's list.
1: Redman's there. But Ice Cube's never mentioned in that. And Ice Cube lyrically is incredible. And his flow. He doesn't rap. He's not tacky and corny. You know, like when you listen to MC Hammer and those style rappers back in the day, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were so tacky and I, vanilla ice. I mean, come on. They're not rappers.
2: Those were like entertainers, dude. That that was like the.
1: But Ice Cube should be vaulted in when you listen to him rhyme and all of his different flows, his different styles. He's like Eminem. The way they rap in different syllables, the way they put different lines together, their subject matter, their topics, their themes. The dude is just unfricking real too short i mean the, his favorite thing to rap about was you know what exactly you know <laughs> women right like that's pretty, all he, pretty
2: much all he rapped he about did life
1: is too short he rapped about the ghetto and got into a little bit of politics about growing up in the ghetto and living in the ghetto but man i'm telling you like Eminem and flow is better than anybody i've ever seen what was the guy's name that rapped was it dirty bastard that rapped real fast
2: buster rhymes used to Busta rap rhymes, really that's fast older odb fast? was uh he, he was dead? part of wu-tang yeah he's dead he's part of wu-tang he didn't rap fast he kind of had that grovelly voice he had that, that
1: gravelly voice he's good Buster rhymes rap fast real fast tech nine raps fast
2: yep but i don't you know that those aren't the lyric you know lyrically those guys aren't super good they're just they have great flow you know Buster rhymes pretty good
1: i just think that the I like the subject matter. Yeah. And the way that Eminem goes, if you really break down his lyrics, dude, like 10 years ago when he came out with Rap God, that was an amazing 10-minute song. Nine minutes. Have you heard Rap God? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, so freaking good.
2: He's on a different level.
1: Different level of all time.
2: Yeah. I mean, he's just insane. And he's so methodical and... You know well thought out he doesn't have like corny corny's not the right word dude like i like
1: dance songs too but you know what i mean like but there's a difference like there was a lot of corny rappers that if you listen to the way rob bass flowed it wasn't te- that different. technical. It was different. It was fun. It was good to groove to. But like when you listen, to like on your, your playlist, you have the worst rap of all time on your
2: playlist. Oh, my God. I have the you're best. kid and
1: play on there and like the weakest of the week of all
2: time. No right? way. <laughs> the, well, that they're good beats. You know, when you're in the morning getting dressed, you want to have a little something to dance to. You don't want to be. You I don't want dance to dance be... naked like
1: Silence of the Lambs dance. Yeah, or... exactly. <laughs> 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 I was going to say something, but I won't. Just waking up in the morning. I could do a lot. Of Ice Cube songs, dude, a lot. You remember? Do you remember Nappy Dugout? Do you remember mm-hmm. Lifestyles of the uh, Poor and Infamous? Rich and with Robin Leach of uh, Ghetto Bird. And what was the one about the dog? The 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 Smith and Wesson and the dog reference. Oh, I know that one.
2: I probably don't know him like you know him,
1: Mr. Mister Mister. Before you make me go, I'm here to let you know your little girl is a nympho nympho boy. <laughs> is she bad you know? <laughs> dude? And he would just flow. those albums of. Death Certificate and Lethal Injection. Uh, what about Summer Vacation? When he goes to St. Louis, do you remember that one? Summer Vacation? Played summer Vacation by Ice Cube. Listen to this. This is a final boarding call
0: for flight departing from Los Angeles, destination to St. Louis. Thank you. Damn, chick. The spot's getting hot. So I'd
1: pocket my Remember that? I can't uh, keep uh, going, Cube. I can't keep yeah, going, can't. buddy. <laughs> it's a family show, Cube. What album is that off of? That was on Ice Cube. Oh, no. Let me just do it this way. I wonder if people listen to us talk about Ice Cube and they don't give a shit. Do you think people find it interesting that we listen to people like Ice Cube? Well, what I hope is that people
2: go right to their iTunes and they look up a little bit Ice Cube. That's what I do when people talk about music around me. Because I, I can't remember everything about you know every song. And I want to build this big playlist on my iTunes. So I hope that somebody out there looked up Ice Cube, Eminem, Redman, all these guys that we've talked about, maybe they download a couple of songs and remember if they're old like us, as you say, they remember a little bit of their youth. If they're young, dude, the younger generation would benefit from hearing these dudes because the, 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 the garbage bad. that they listen to right now is Stop. that. It is garbage. And I've tried to listen to it because – even though we're old, I try to remain hip to a certain level. I can't get into it. It's terrible At music, all. dude. Terrible okay,
1: music. Okay, America KK's Most Wanted was 1990, bro. Freshman in high school. This is like right after NWA ended. It's got the N-word, You Love to Hate, which is an amazing song. America KK's Most Wanted, What They Hit info. Turn Off the Radio, Once Upon a Time in the Projects, A Gangster Fairy Tale, which is awesome. <laughs> The drive-by, rolling with the lynch mob, and who's the Mac? That was just off his first album. Then comes death certificate. Ready? The wrong N to F with. <laughs> My summer vacation. Steady That's what you mobbing, were just talking about. Steady mobbing. Yeah. Giving up the nappy dugout. Yep. Look who's burning, which was another one. A bird in the hand. Unbelievable. Man's best friend. That's the one about a dog and a Smith & Wesson. What really is a man's best friend? i want to kill sam horny little devil true to the game color blinds amazing doing dumb shit is absolutely amazing and then no vaseline's the last song on that 20 songs on that rap 20 songs and all of them are genius then comes this album the predator dude this was 1992 the every song when will they shoot Wicked. Ah, wicked. Now I got to wet you. The Predator. It was a good day. We had to tear this mother effer up. Dirty Mac. Don't trust them. Gangster's fairy tale Part 2. Amazing. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. You know that one? Uh Bad for your health. I come come real still. still.
2: Dropping bombs on your mom's
1: car alarms. (laughs) And then say hi to the bad guy. That was the Predator. And then a year later, here comes, in 93, here comes Lethal Injection. With really Doe, ghetto bird, you know how we do it. Cave bitch, bop gun. Remember that was
2: bop gun with uh, George Clinton. George Clinton, that's a great song. What
1: can I do? Make it rough, make it smooth, down for whatever, dude. Every one of these albums. And then I ain't gonna lie, I did not listen to many of the albums after that. Pushing weight was good because I was. I'm not saying they were bad. War and Peace was good. Yeah, War and Peace has some good songs on. But I was so addicted to those first four solo albums from Ice Cube. Same with Too short. Two short's albums were next level.
2: I haven't listened to any of Ice Cube's fairly new stuff. That's what happens when you get old. I did go back and download the Machiavelli album You did? Last week.
1: How was it? Good. It's so good. Is that got Dear Mom on it?
2: No. That's the one he did when he, you know, was supposed to be dead or whatever. Or he was dead, I guess, and they released it, you know, after the fact. Toss it up is like the fast kinda One to live and die in L.A. and me and my girlfriend. All I need in this life is me and my girlfriend. He's good. Bach was really good. That's another one the younger generation should go back and listen to.
1: Um, Hit Him Up is an amazing diss song. But uh, Mm -hmm. How Do You Want It? That song is sick. (laughs) God, he had so many good songs. He could flow, dude. Even when he was in digital underground. He was so good. He was so good in digital underground. It's funny to think he was in digital underground. I know. Though. He went from being a dancer and, and backup <laughs> rapper in underground to freaking being Tupac. And somebody told me the other day that
2: Shock G is Humpty.
1: Is that true? The Humpty Dan. Yeah. Shock G, I put a satin on him. No, but- Shock G had a smooth voice. He didn't rap like Humpty. Who is Shock G? I think we're going to be surprised here shock g american rapper known professionally as shock g and by his after ego humpty hump yeah i never knew that wow so he was both he played both parts so but shock g was a completely different rapper than hump right he did both of them dude like like eddie murphy in coming to america but
2: weren't you told when you were a kid that humpty wore those glasses because he got his face burnt no i
1: just thought it was to make his nose look better
2: yeah because i was i was always told it's because he was burnt but it's all the whole time. It's it was Shock G doing it. <laughs> that's hilarious I to, to me, dude. The image in the style that she used to. I, I look funny. See, does he still wear that nose? Uh,
1: they're not still around, are they?
2: I think they are. No, no way. he just died. Actually, I think. Wait, Shock G
1: died. Yeah, wow. he
2: did in 2021. No way. Yeah, I was gonna say. I From think what? he just died. Let's see if it says accidental overdose of fentanyl. Wow, that's lame.
1: Accidental overdose.
2: Yeah. And his nose is normal. That's hilarious, dude.
1: Yeah, I man. always grew, I grew up this whole big like a pickle. See,
2: <laughs> yeah, I grew up the whole time thinking he wore that because there was something wrong with him, and it's just because it's Shock G the whole time playing Humpty.
1: Shock G, the one who put, put
2: the, the set. setting on you, dude. Panties. I can't believe
1: they're the same person. I never knew that. Somebody
2: told me that not that long see, that's ago. That's what's
1: cool about podcasting, all you people out there. Hopefully, what's we just best, blew your mind. What's the best hip hop movie made? Like you now. Think. Let me finish. You got breaking. You got Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. Those were the originals. Then you had Beach Street. You talk about a tree, it makes me wonder because I never had a tree to put anything under. If I ever did luck up and get a tree, there was never anything under it for me. Do you not remember the Christmas rap on Beach Street? Oh, Beach Street was a huge rap movie back in the 80s. Beach Tree? Like Beach Street.
2: Beach Street. Never heard it. Do you
1: remember Breaking and Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo?
2: Yeah, of course. Beach okay. Street. I'm going to uh, have to watch that.
1: Oh, dude, Beach Street's the deal. I, I wonder what it'd be like now. Oh, you yeah. know what we got to do? Um, my producer in the podcast, if you met Travis? I need to introduce you to Travis. But he said that the holiday edition that we just did last week um, about Halloween, and we talked a little bit about Christmas, and we said we're going to do, do another one. We have a couple more holiday editions coming out, folks. We're going to be doing uh, one on Christmas Vacation. Um, and a couple more about what the holidays really are, what they really mean. So be prepared for that. But yeah, Beach Street. So you got Breaking, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, Beach Street. The only reason I brought that up about the holiday edition is because there's a song called The Christmas Rap or the Santa Claus Rap on in the movie. Huh. And it's awesome. So I'm thinking, it would you... Menace to Society, would that be considered? Or New Jack City? Do you consider those hip-hop movies? Because they had rappers in them. Then you got Colors with Ice-T, which was before those two. Right. So I'm going to put Menace to Society, New Jack City with Chris Rock. I'll get some crack. (laughs) Um, He wasn't the main actor in it. Breaking, Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo, Beach Street, New Jack City, Menace to Society, Colors. Then he got all three Fridays, Friday, next Friday, and Friday after next, which was just okay. Cat Williams is pretty funny.
2: That one's pretty funny, yeah.
1: Um, Then you have Boys in the Hood, which was before Friday, actually. Yeah. You have 8 Mile, which is an unbelievable. That might take the cake, bro, best of all of them. But 8 Mile? The funniest one, obviously, is Friday 1. Right. But that's the only comedy out of all those. None of the other ones are comedies at all. They're all real life. Can, am I? I know I'm missing some, of course. And I'm not. Oh, there's I, so many. Then there was all the documentaries that I hip hop, the history of hip hop, or whatever that one that was so famous forever was awesome. The history. What was it called? Straight out of Compton. No. Oh, yeah, Straight out of Compton. We didn't name. That's another great movie. It's long, but it's great. There was Tupac movies made documentaries on Tupac, and and uh, was yeah. there a movie about Tupac? Where it's just a movie. With an app yeah, that plays it? Yeah. See, I didn't get that. And I didn't watch the Biggie Smalls
2: one. I didn't watch one. that either.
1: I think I did watch the Biggie Smalls one.
2: Notorious? Though. Notorious. I did not watch that one. What about Juice? Juice is another one. With Tupac, yeah. Juice. Oh, and what about- um, I'm cheating a little bit because I'm looking on Google.
1: What about- um,
2: It's got the word poet in it or uh, poetic justice. Poetic
1: justice. And then you got- um, What about Hustle and Flow? Did you ever watch that? Hustle and Flow. That's a good one. Then you got White Men Can't Jump. It's got a hip hop theme. And then you got uh, Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing.
2: Did you ever watch Belly with DMX and Nas? No. It's a good movie.
1: What about about, uh, Do the Right Thing? That was a big Spike Lee. Crush Groove? Oh, never seen it.
2: That's an 80s kind of one. I just watched Menace to Society over again, but I also just watched Boys in the Hood. I would have to go between one of those two is probably my favorite. I do like (laughs) 8 Mile. And like, eight miles. Occasionally, because you can go on the YouTube.
1: End, the end of it, I just watched the last ten yeah,
2: minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say to you can go fired on. Up. You can go on YouTube and watch that last rap battle on uh, YouTube. That's so good. That dude. From the movie? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. I just have it on my iPad when I'm on a plane. When I'm getting ready to. The land, whole movie. When I'm getting ready to go into a speaking engagement or a show or whatever, and I'm getting off the plane.
2: You want to get all fired I'll up?
1: Freaking put that on and be like, "Oh, dude, when he's going up, oh man, I need to watch that right now." Rabbit. Ra- rabbit. run rabbit amazing um, anyway hip hop I had a great time at the concert yeah
2: all I know is I'm upstairs I'm listening to my Will Smith CD and I've seen all these flames going everywhere you better in the music the moment you it, you better
0: never let it go bro. Chad and Alex on keeping it real, especially around the OGs.
1: Gangster rap. It was a cool night. I
2: never knew Ice Cube was coming until you text me. I know, and then you canceled. I know, so stupid. Well, I just, I forgot I had that thing.
1: What, at the Elks Club? Yeah. What are you, 70? I'd cooked. Thanks to Corning
0: Ford, Mickey Thompson Tires, and Lear for always being down to roll. Chad Belding and Alex Crosby will return in a moment. Don't front.
1: Hey, everybody. You know, we are a huge fan of Jack Daniels, not just their... Their product, but their mission, their culture, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the people. And we want to introduce you to the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. Join us at jackdaniels.com and learn about the Single Barrel Program, visiting Lynchburg, Tennessee, participating in a barrel tasting, a whiskey tasting, picking your favorite flavor, whether it's the burn in your mouth, whether it's the maple, whether it's the different combination of flavors that you are going to experience in each of the distinct bottles of Jack Daniel's single barrel, you're going to be able to choose the best one, your favorite one, and purchase that entire barrel. It all comes bottled in individual single barrel bottles. You get your own hanging name tag, brand tag, your logo on it. You can give them away as gifts. Go knock on the door of a landowner and say, thank you for letting me hunt your field there's so many options with the jack daniels single barrel program we're proud to be part of it we have introduced it to so many of our friends and family across the country whether it was at a business whether it was at a duck lodge whether it was at a conservation event it is truly an awesome program learn more about it at jackdaniels.com the single barrel program we've been involved for the last five years i'm looking at two of my barrels right now we just got our 2023 barrel in the single barrel rye absolutely mesmerizing my brother clint's old fashions with it speak for themselves it's the jack daniels single barrel program check it out learn about it i hope you decide to visit lynchburg tennessee and get your own barrel thank you very much
0: Looking for a high quality truck accessory that's built to last? Look no further than Lear. With over 50 years of experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and performance best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear's got you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and take your driving experience to the next level.
1: Being in the backyard at camp being with friends and family one thing that the pandemic did is it got us back in our backyards it got us staying home more and man we just started doing so many cookouts so much grilling and we've been partnered with Traeger Grills for the last decade and i don't know if you can be more innovative than what this brand has done from the new Timberline XL and the new Flat Rock the Ironwood 885 all of their pellets their rubs their sauces their glazes their smash burger kit you name it Tra- Traeger grills is awesome, and we use them a ton. I'm sure you've seen it on the Foul Life, you've seen it in our social media. Get creative, be innovative, think outside of the box. Wild game, domestic, vegetables, desserts, pizzas—you can do it all on a Traeger grill. And like I mentioned, that Timberline XL with that conduction plate—I'm talking high heat, reverse sear steaks. Anything you want to put on there gets it done in a hurry. After you put a little smoke on them on the grill, transfers right over. It's so easy. Every Everything is simplified. You can download the Traeger Grills app. You can find recipes. You can work with pros like Matt Pittman at Meat Church and Chad Ward at Whiskey Bent Barbecue and so many others from across the country to master these recipes. It's simple and that's what Traeger is all about. They did not want your backyard experience to be complex. So when you're thinking of fun and good food and flavor, recipes, thinking outside the box, think no further than Traeger Grills. I can't wait to get back in my Traeger Grill. Just cook up something delicious. Thank you all very much
0: this life ain't for everybody factoid dean martin's given name was actually dino martino
1: i did it my way <laughs> Him and Martino would sit there, Dino Martino. Hey, when the moon hits you, I like a big pizza pie, that's
0: amore. Chad Building and Alex Crosby are fueled by Jack Daniels, if you please. Remember to always drink responsibly, never allow underage drinking, and take life one refreshing sip at a time. Now, back to the boys.
2: Reno needs a little bit more music... I don't know. They, they do, humor. but it, I, I don't know if it's that they don't advertise well. There was a couple big names that just played there the other day that I would have liked to have seen, and I never even knew they were there until it was too late. I think the Killers just played there. Maybe not. I will have to look up Grant's Here Resort concerts coming up. It's my fault that I don't know.
1: You gotta. You should. You I never to, knew Ice Cube was
2: coming until you text me.
1: I don't either. I didn't either. I've been on the road so much in New York and Canada. I didn't even in Nashville. I didn't know he was coming. I got the invite, and who did I invite you? And you said. I got to cook. No, I said yes originally. I know, and then you canceled.
2: I know, so stupid. Well, I just, I forgot I had that thing.
1: What, at the Elks Club? Yeah. What are you, 70? I'd cooked. Oh, give Frankie, me a break, Frankie's dude.
2: event had to cook. Cooked for 450 people, bud. I two didn't get the two days.
1: For
2: that. Members only thing. Why don't you join the Elks Lodge?
1: Never been invited. You said that you have to recommend me and then give me a sponsor, bring me in, talk. Uh, yeah. I got to go before. You. Is it like Revenge of the Nerds when they put the, the, the glue and the sheep? The uh, what do you call it? The, the wool, the, the wool all over me.
2: Yeah, you got to do. You get tars rather You guys are need you.
1: these for later.
2: Exactly. Yep, that's it. And then you got to uh, got to eat a whole bunch
1: of whipped cream pie. That's my pie. Be honest. <laughs> do we do spring training next March again? We have to. Don't you think we have to? Yeah. Is it one of the best trips?
2: It really is. You're already thinking about it. It is coming. I mean, not coming up, but
1: it's well, it's not coming up. Baseball just ended, but. If we do it right, we got to start. We're thinking.
2: not driving there this year.
1: We're flying. We rent a car, one hundred percent. I don't even I'll care fly if we a rent a car in there and have it ready. We got to rent a car to get the games. How are you gonna get the games?
2: Well, won't Ryan just drive up?
1: Well, dude, he drives that loud ass Trans Am or whatever
2: <laughs> with the eagle. <laughs> he's on got a hood. pickup dude. We just tell him, <laughs> hey, dude, no one cares what that thing sounds like, dude. <laughs> drive your pick up, Duramax
1: pickup ain't enough for everybody, would they? Last year, how many people was it? Those two, me, John, you, M.
2: John, Clint, Clay, and me, six.
1: Six. That'd no. be tight in a pickup.
2: I would be fine renting a car.
1: Like you said, fly a cooler in. Yeah. That's all we need.
2: Yeah. Go to yeah, the store. Bring,
1: bring a luggage. And I wear shorts and flip-flops to every game.
2: Right. Well, and a fanny pack. Well, I do. I have Why proof. would you
1: not wear a fanny pack? Okay, that's a good subject. Why would you not wear a fanny pack? You want your keys and your chapstick in your pockets when you sit down there indenting into your thigh? What's wrong with a fanny pack?
2: Remember, they were cool back in the day, and then but, they went
1: out. Now they're matter. back. So were parachute pants, and I still wear those. (laughs) No, you don't. I guess I did. I wore them to the other night. I mean, the cube. And I peg my pants. Parachute pants like the Hammer ones? And I peg my pants still.
2: I would like to peg my pants still. I
1: peg them all the time, especially when I wear high-top Vans or high-top Chucks.
2: You're just keeping it real?
1: Well, why wouldn't you?
2: Why'd we stop ever? Because I had such a good collection going.
1: Well, we wanted to keep up with the Joneses trying to impress people for a minute.
2: I don't do the skinny jeans. Do you do the skinny jeans? i my
1: Z Cavaricis from 10th grade.
2: If I could find my seventh grade's picture, it was a Z Cavarici shirt, and I had the slacks with it. You just couldn't see those.
1: Yeah, Z Cavaricci was the bomb.
2: What was that store in the mall that used to sell them? Do you remember? J Crew or something like J. that? J
1: Crew, no.
2: What was it?
1: No, J Crew. We don't shop there. What's J Crew? Too gangster for that, bro. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what it is. There was a. I remember there <laughs> was, was a store I mean? in the mall. Can you do that West Side thing? Oh yeah. Can you do it without the other hand? Yeah. How do you? Which one goes over the top? The middle finger goes over the top. Yeah. The middle finger goes over the top.
2: Yeah, you haven't been throwing it up long enough.
1: Uh uh-uh. uh
2: But if you go to New York, then you do these ones.
1: I gotta push it like that. But dude, everybody had West oh, Side. Oh, I bet. There. And Cube does it. Like was this he do, was the he side. doing it all the I'm time? Like, Cube, that's an E, not a W. <laughs> well, but they do the E's like these. Yeah. No, they, he does the West Coast. Like know. Dude, they had it going on.
2: Does he do a lot of the West Side? That's what he says. West Side.
1: He didn't do that. He didn't say that chant much. I wish you did. He bring a low rider out. No, but dude, I'm telling you, he, his video, his, you talk about simple production to have a concert. It's him and one other guy. Did they have a DJ in the background? Yeah, of course. They got a DJ. So three guys on the stage. Side. They got a DJ with a turntable out there for the first hour while you're waiting for Cube to come out. Did you go side stage? No, pick him up and move him. And then he's on the side stage playing the background beat. And then it's just those two out there the whole time with the projector screen behind him. Hmm. Too short had a posse with him and they stood behind him with his DJ and. It was by himself, and they just played the beats, and he'd rap it. Did no you hear drummer, him clearly no and everything? You remember, like, Run DMC when they did Aerosmith with oh, Walk yeah. This dun, Way? Dun, yeah. And how I'd love to see, like, Billy Squire on stage playing all those back beats for Eminem. Because Eminem samples Billy Squire's in a bunch of songs, Berserk and some other ones.
2: Yeah, simple production. They make a lot of money. I wonder how much they get. I wouldn't even be able to guess. Was it sold out? Ice Cube?
1: 100% sold out. Hundred dollar minimum for any tickets. Down low is anywhere from two to four hundred. Up top, the nosebleeds at the very top of the theater are a buck fifty to two hundred.
2: Twenty two dollar beers, yeah, or cocktails. I don't
1: know nothing about that.
2: They're expensive.
1: We got hooked up. Thank you, Patrice. Thank you, Stephanie. What an experience! Just waking up in the morning. I think. Can you come out here tomorrow to do Holiday Edition? I leave Thursday.
2: Tomorrow. Because
1: I'm not back for a while. Now we're making our schedule with y'all waiting on us. Well, then they know
2: what to look forward to. Yeah, no. Yeah, In the afternoon, I could. What time? I could probably be here by one. Yeah. Okay,
1: perfect. One to three. We're going to film two of them. You couldn't be here by noon? No. Why?
2: I have a lunch at 1130.
1: Can you cancel that and reschedule it? No. Why? Can you be here by 1245? You could reschedule it. I can't. I'm going for a minute.
2: I know, but I got. it's important. So one to three. You can do one to three. Have you ever seen that show called Nothing But Murders in the Building or some s- Murders in the Building or something like that? I know you're what doing your it. On? Hulu. It's got Steve Martin and who's the other guy he's funny with? Martin Short. Yeah. Is it good? It's like a podcast. It's kind of like a murder mystery based around a podcast thing. It's pretty funny. I'm, we just started watching it. One uh, murder, only murders in the building it's called. And, and it's, it's like... What, what's it on? Hulu. So um. Martin Short and... Steve Martin and Selena Gomez, they all live in this building. This dude gets killed and they're all listening to a murder mystery podcast. Dude gets killed in their building. They kind of start like looking at it. Then they start their own murder mystery podcast. Pretty funny. It was just, I don't know what made me think of it, but I've been watching it.
1: Is it better than that movie mystery or mystery something that Adam Sandler made?
2: I did not see that. I haven't watched any of his new stuff.
1: You haven't seen that?
2: No. Is it good?
1: I don't know. I watched part one a little bit, and I wasn't into it, and then my daughter told me that part two is terrible. Do you like Adam Sandler?
2: I would say yes. I mean, you know, the Big Daddies and the Happy Gilmores and all that, how could you really say no that you don't like him? But I don't like a lot of his new stuff. Click and the Cobbler and all that kind of stuff, I wouldn't say that I liked. Would you?
1: I like... Big Daddy, I loved Happy Gilmore. I loved Billy Madison. Grown Ups 1 and 2 I couldn't stand. I thought they were terrible.
2: What about 50 First Dates or whatever? We
1: thought that was good. I thought that was good too. That was good. Um Longest Yard. Unbelievable. Yeah, I like that too. Great movie. That stand up he did with the Farley uh tribute. Loved it. Was good. Yeah. So cool or whatever. The new one, uh, the new one he did about What's his newest movie about? The basketball one he did was awesome. Didn't see that. Hidden Gems, I love. Spanglish was just okay. Hidden Punched Gems was away. so stressful, dude. Oh, dude, so stressful. He felt so bad for that. Oh, guy. my that, God. That, but that's what, dude, he should have won an Academy Award for that. He was about to be nominated. He got really close to being nominated for an Oscar. Did you know that?
2: They would never get <laughs> the Zohan's great. I'm cheating again. They would never let him win one, though, huh? Huh? The Water Boy's great. Wedding uh-huh. Singer's great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Water, give him Water Boy. Love it. I even like Little Nicky. I like Little Mr. Nicky, Deeds. I Loved it. Mr. Deeds was hilarious. Like yeah, a lot of his movies are awesome.
2: Anger Management with freaking uh, loves of it, Jack Nicholson, dude, so good. See, dude, he's made a ton of great movies. Right, great
1: movies. What are his bad ones? Go through them and tell me his bad ones.
2: I've never seen any of the grown ups. I think I tried to watch part of Just Go with It, and I didn't like it. Murder Mystery, I thought was lame. I didn't see the other one. I've never seen Blended hustle was the basketball
1: that one was drew barrymore too wasn't it yeah that's not a bad movie
2: oh i never seen it hustle's the basketball one
1: yes
2: uh click i thought was lame eight crazy nights he's got a christmas movie i guess we'll have to review that
1: eight crazy
2: nights sounds like a good one that's huh? uh oh it's animated that's all right i'd yeah, probably for, still watch it i've never
1: seen it though
2: oh dude i now pronounce you chuck and larry's oh, a great, great movie, movie. Great Corona. movie. The cobbler
1: I thought was lame. What about um what about the one that he did that he produced um he's produced all those David Spade movies like Father of the Year and Rob Schneider and all those movies. Spanglish was terrible. Oh, I didn't like it. Uh what about what's the one that he did? I think oh he produced the bench with David Spade, which was Fall Down Funny. Yeah.
2: That bench movie's Warmers Fall is good. Down Funny. Why is uh, the Coneheads popping up on his thing? Because is he was in on the- there.
1: He was? Him and Chris Farley were in there with Dan Aykroyd. Oh, in, yeah, in this, dude. In shit. the sandwich
2: shop or the restaurant. The Subway, right? That's yeah. a funny-ass movie, too. He's in for Airheads, too. Oh, he's actually in Airheads.
1: He was in Airheads. Yeah, Coneheads. Airheads was the music movie. Yeah, he was in that, too.
2: Yeah, he's he in both star of them. of it. Pip. I don't remember him in oh, uh, Airheads. I have to career, watch that man. again.
1: What a career, and he's just solid as shit as a human being, in my opinion.
2: I think so too. man. Never
1: speaks out about politics. Never. He's just a real deal. He, he, dude.
2: He's like you. He brings, you know, he brings all his buddies with him. And
1: I wish I was part of that clan. Could you imagine? Like, I graduated from high school with Adam Sandler, and now I'm in every movie he makes. Right. Dude, the, Spade whole, and all- the whole football team in Waterboy was his high school buddies. Dude.
2: That one guy that got the eye that fucking looks the wrong way
1: That's oh. he's the he's a star in his own right just playing I those little him. supplement deals um water boy the grown-ups movie i believe it was yeah it's grown-ups spade and rock this is back when i was a stern fan they had said that like they opened their garage there was a you know that they got a call about a delivery and all of a sudden they got You'd have to look it up—a Bentley or a Delorean, like some weird-ass high-end Jaguar car. You almost said Delorean, dude. De- yeah, like the they went out of bed future. in the '80s. <laughs> yeah, but it was like it was like one of those cars you that you don't really see many. Oh, yeah. of. like a Ferrari or some shit. He's worth five hundred million dollars. Did Adam Sandler buy the cast of Grown Ups a car? Adam Sandler insane generosity to his Grown Ups cast members: two hundred thousand dollar cars each. Wow! Wow is right. I got to find out what kind it is though.
2: Wonder if he bought them all different stuff whatever
1: they wanted. They all got Maseratis. Oh my god. All valued at $200,000 American. <laughs> is Chris Rock do the grown-up movies he, with he him? He got he got them for Kevin Spade, uh David Spade, Kevin James, Chris Rock and Rob Schneider all got a Maserati. He just spent a million in cars after taxes for him. Wow. What a friend. Uh Adam, can we be friends? Chris Rock doesn't even need one, does he? I'm not a big Chris Rock fan anymore.
2: I know. I saw him live not too long you ago. Said, I think you we out, discussed right? it on here. I didn't walk out, but it was terrible. You should have walked out. I could have walked out and wouldn't have missed a single thing. Not a thing. No, it's terrible. I heard he's changed his act now and he's better though, but I doubt it.
1: Wasn't that right after Will Smith slapped the shit out of him?
2: I saw him like two weeks after that and he didn't say one word about it. Not even two weeks. I think I saw his second show after that happened to him. And he didn't say one word Why about it. Why do you
1: buy that liquid death water? I don't want to talk about Chris Rock anymore. I'm not disrespecting uh, your thoughts on Chris Rock, but he should just get funny again.
2: You want to feed him to the sharks? Uh, no, I, I don't want to feed him the sharks. I like, uh, but, uh, but I, I like fizzy water, and that one's a big can. So you like Soda carbonated water, water like yeah, a yeah.
1: Pellegrino yeah. or a Perrier. Mm-hmm. Bubblies, do you like the flavored Bubblies? Those yeah, are yeah. good? Yeah, I love them. So this liquid death company... They have regular just mountain water in the white can, and you can chug it so fast. You stay hydrated. That's what his whole mission was. Right. They have the melon one. They have the lime one, the green can that I like.
2: Mm -hmm. And then they have three different teas now. Oh, they do? Arnold Palmer. Do you drink
1: liquid death every day? Do you seek it out every day? Like you stop at a store to get a liquid death? No, no, no.
2: I buy a case of them at Costco. You can get a case of them for like 20 bucks at Costco. You can? So I have a case of them in my garage, and then I throw a few in the fridge. And then I buy. I do buy the teas if I see them. And Hake I
1: liquid death. Should you try to get them as a sponsor?
2: That'd be great.
1: Well, can you work sh- on that?
2: I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that they're probably a little bit of a liberal company. But I'll look into it.
1: Why would you think that the guy hikes and he's in the mountains? He, he either way they they're not liberal. I bet he's probably he's got to be smarter than that. Their 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 whole their whole <laughs> their whole initiative is around
2: recycling, which. That's I'm all about. That's Earth. totally unbased. I'm all about. Earth. You know who? Uh, you know who's uh, one of their partners or whatever is Jason Ellis. Oh, really? Yeah, might even be like a partial owner, maybe He's or something. In the company, know. might be. I'll look into them because I think it would be good, and especially with the teas because they've got some caffeine in them. You know, that's what I don't drink a lot of the uh, caffeinated drinks anymore, but I do do the. You know, if I'm feeling a little tired, it's a little tea drink, little uh, armless Palmer they call it.
1: Armless. Yeah, it's called Armless Palmer. Yeah. So good. I was just taken back, dude. I just got a text about another 49ers game. Oh. I wonder if we're gonna to try to go to another one. Would you want to? Of course. How did they did they oh they have a buy they had a buy this week? What did you cook for this big deal you just did?
2: Basically Thanksgiving. So turkeys, gravy, mashed potatoes, stuffing, cranberry sauce, green bean casserole.
1: For all the Elks Club members? You said it was for 400. 450.
2: Members? Not all of them. There's 2,400 Elks members. It was sold out. That's all the lodge can hold is like 400. There. No.
1: He didn't come? Who all was there that I know?
2: I honestly didn't really know a lot of people there. And I spent all my time in the kitchen, but Frankie was there, obviously.
1: Were you drinking while you're cooking?
2: Yes. Well, once we got to the point of, we had to make, dude, we had to make like 10 gallons of gravy. And we were having to make it in like batches, you know what I mean. So,
1: so you're just you're just throwing the flour together with the salt and pepper and and adding the water and yep. just getting your gravy
2: going. Well, so we made broth. We made turkey broth, out of, turkey the, broth. out of the out uh, of the necks, and we bought some extra wings. And so you use broth as your base yeah so butter flour and then all the seasoning and everything and then broth but you know you got to sit there and stir it the whole freaking time you're so we had to make a bunch of gravy so drinking some beers during that but then yeah once we so we smoked all the turkeys we had help too by the way but um but yeah as soon as it got out of kind of the critical need to watch the stuff cooking yeah we were drinking and then once we got done serving the boy scouts served but we were running the line you know filling up the buffet lines and stuff once that got done, then I, I probably stayed till 10 o'clock. I didn't know you'd be out so late. I probably could have come and met you. You would have met me? Yeah. Really? I would have smelled like turkey gravy, but you ever made 10 gallons of gravy? That's a lot of gravy. It's, I love gravies. Dude, there's a lot of gravy. And a lot of work went into making that gravy. We could have bought like packet gravy, but you know, you got to show up, show out a little bit, you know?
1: No, I think homemade gravy using, like, I just did a big pork broth. I just did chicken broth, duck broth, my favorite, speck broth. I want to learn how to make pho. I truly want to learn how to make good pho. You call it pho. That was so funny when we were <laughs> my daughter and you. <laughs> you guys sound
2: funny when you say pho. It's like saying gracias at a Mexican restaurant when you get your food. We're not meant to unless you speak that language, which I took 15 years of Spanish and I don't say that. Sound goofy.
1: Pho. It's not pho. It's pho.
2: Well, whoever said pho,
1: a good pho, pho, pho with tripe. Pho. Meatballs. No tendon,
2: no tripe for me. Tendon,
1: rare steak, brisket. Oh, dude, the tripe and the tendon are the tendon's the best. No, that's candy. That's I don't sh- know why I don't get the tendon. I don't. I it's straight up candy. It is literally straight up. Is it candies. chewy though? No, it melts in your mouth like butter candy.
2: What about the tripe? it's gotta tripe's got to be tripe?
1: Amazing. It's got a little crunch to it, like octopus, but it's unreal. Ugh. Do you like menudo soup, Spanish no. menudo? Oh, I love menudo. Remember when? Only you- if it's authentic and done right. Mem-
2: remember, <laughs> remember when you had that tripe made it spec hunting that time oh Loved it, that but was that, not good but like, i ate that were, wrong i should have tried that a different it. way you i know cutting it know. the right way you think, you're Steph, eating an
1: internal or- i just i dude i just put an order together for a wagyu with my boy stamps <laughs> he just gave me another steer and i got the tongue the brain the innards the sweetbreads, all of it would, amazing you bought a whole wagyu cow you could say that really yeah
2: does it all come all cut up
1: yeah did my cut sheet yesterday
2: what does that mean? You get to pick your what Thickness you want? The steaks. Did you get rows, prime rib? How
1: much ground? Prime ribs. All that. Did you really? I didn't get a prime rib. I, got, I just got the steaks. Steaks? Rib steaks? Yeah. Well, you split it with a guy so you I get half? I should get a prime rib, huh, for Christmas. I'm going to order one right now. I was thinking. Like, I'm going to get one from our company, AAB. My buddy Brian Stamps has Grassland Wagyu in Oklahoma. It's fucking f- 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 phenomenal phenomenal and american almond beef you can't touch it wagyu's a lot higher priced it's a different kind of you know sperm and a different kind of genetics it's amazing
2: i thought wagyu was how they i guess the japanese wagyu is different right
1: no it's same though there's strains from japan all grass fed
2: and then they but isn't like they pet them and give them a name and
1: and sing to them and don't let them move they're like old veal Right, that's what I mean. They just kind of like, why would you? I don't want to act like I know everything about Wagyu. That's not true about the veal statement. I know, but but it's it's on that level. They're they're taken care of differently. Right, that's what I'm saying. A lot of it's the genetics,
2: though. So it is a genetic thing as well, huh? Yep. How much is a Wagyu half a beef? Don't say your price. (laughs) Do you know the retail? You want me to look it up? (laughs) Look it
1: up. What's the guy's company called? I know what I paid and didn't pay. What was the guy's company called? I don't know if you can order them on there. Grasslands Wagyu, W-A-Y-G-U. Grasslands. And he's where? Oklahoma. OKC.
2: Do you think he's the Wagyu dot com? No. Let's just see what that guy sells his for. If he even sells a half.
1: Well, how much is a Snake River Farms half a steer? I don't even know if they sell This
2: them. guy's websites are really Snake River busy.
1: Farms is the famous one. Go on their website and see if you they do a whole or a half. Snake River, yeah. Call Brian Stamps. Let's <laughs> <laughs> call him. put him right on the spot. If he answers, he's busy man. Dude, you talk about the American dream. This guy has made it. He's still making. He's not answering my call. It's probably bass fishing, chasing deer, doing well, roundup. He's not answering.
2: You can hang up. As so I found it on Google, I'm not saying this is your buddy, but so they're saying price per pound, whole carcass, Wagyu, whole halves and quarters, five fifty, and it's anywhere from nine hundred. So you're talking five. You're talking four to six thousand dollars, depending on what you
1: for half a steer.
2: Half uh, the price actually goes up to six bucks a pound, and you're so thirty. So you're looking at. 3600 on the high side and like twenty four to 2500 on the low side for a half. That's about double what you would probably pay for a normal one, right? Yeah. Wow.
1: Hold on a second.
2: It's probably worth it, though.
1: Tom, how much is a half a steer American almond beef? I know it differs, but what's an average? Uh, Come on, Tom. This is Jeopardy. Da, 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 da. Tom, you're live on the air. Come on, Tom. We're live on the air. No, no editing. Tom's. Tom's over there listening to Bob Marley, Three Little Birds. Just what, freaking what podcast you listening to right now, Tommy Boy? Tom, you don't know the price of your own beef? <laughs> <laughs> huh? All of the questions I got
2: was it varies because of weight. The is different every time. Uh, you learn the price per pound, you'll be able to figure that out. My
1: carcass is about $7 per pound hanging
2: weight. Seven a pound hanging weight.
1: So there's no way you can get Wagyu for $6 a pound. There's no way you read that wrong. Wagyu steaks are up to $60, 70 $80 a pound. I mean, that's what Google says. We're $45 a pound for our steaks. This is
2: just what Google says. Who knows where they pulled that out of. You wrong, boy. You wrong. Well, maybe your guys' is better than that. Our, our steak's
1: amazing. Oh, my God. That's breaking it down. Now, oh. Hanging, you know, hanging weight. Hanging weight. There's hanging weight. Right. They wanted us to give it as hanging weight. I've never had that problem in my life. There ain't a lot of weight hanging. <laughs> <lot> of
2: <laughs> it's cold. American Wagyu can cost from 15 to 40 bucks a pound. So there's a lot of differentiation in this. Yeah,
1: you can't get Wagyu for $6 a pound. There's no way. I was thinking when I said it. No, it's cheap.
2: Th- that's how much steak is now normal. So Google doesn't know everything, world. Remember that. And
1: you're paying for all the you know, you're paying for the bone and everything with that. They're and paying for it. You eat it. You it know Google's what movie that is? Up. Don't forget your to get your copy. Hendo the American Athlete, Dan Henderson. Hendo UFC Strike Force Pride Badass. I love this book. Hendo the American Athlete. This has been another episode of Breaking It Down, brought to you by the one and only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Jack Daniels, you heard a little bit today about the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. Alex got you some tasting notes. He got you some reasons to believe. We're going to keep filling you in on all of the selection, all the options, all of the offerings, the entire portfolio in Lynchburg, Tennessee, from our friends at the one and only original Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Jack Daniels. Alex, the crowd just, uh, what's that? Okay, I'll ask him. They wanted to know if you'll freestyle rap to take us off the air. <laughs> absolutely not why (laughs) because i can't oh come on dude no no chance like ravishing rick rude no come
2: on dude you can take us out with one you're being crude Uh, getting a better mood i mean i know some words that rhyme
1: together but (laughs) you gotta be thinking two or three steps ahead i'll knock you out i'll put you to bed not a water bed like ricky on silver spoons but i'll kick you in the ass like warren moon he played for houston they're now called the texans if you fuck with me i'm just about to begin hitting it up hitting it up <laughs> this is called breaking it down i hope you like that sound of me and my co-host the clown with the beard have you heard alex crosby the one and only hope you all enjoy that we'll be back more episodes this life ain't for everybody breaking it down we're gonna have some more holiday editions. shitter's full you serious clark
2: boom boom
1: boom serious bom. clark pretty full <laughs> a lot of sap
2: Notice, notice you admire mine i got you the same <laughs> pair you shouldn't have eddie
1: <laughs> how'd everything get so wet
2: <laughs> i what? don't know margo i don't
1: know margo bend over and i'll show you peace out everybody <clears throat> thanks for joining us thank you to our partners thank you for all the downloads and subscriptions go live it leave us a review critique us tell us if we suck tell us if we're okay tell us what you want to hear alex is going to work on a liquid death sponsorship pellegrino you want to counter that offer let's roll Come with it.
2: We're already with Benelli. Two Italian companies together. Yeah,
1: Italiana. Huh? Oh. Hey. Hey. Like a Napa Valley olive oil. Huh? The particellis. Okay. We're getting off the microphone. Bye.
0: For those desperate moments when you're short 10 gallons of gravy. Call Alex.
2: You ever made 10 gallons of gravy? That's a lot of gravy. Yes. I love gravies. Dude, there's a lot of gravy. And a lot of work went into making that gravy. We could have bought like packet gravy but you know, you gotta
0: show up, show out a little bit, you know. Thanks to Flask App, Cowboy Choice Feeds, and Gator Coolers for keeping the home fires burning. Chad Building and Alex Crosby will wrap the show after these words from our partners. Hold on.
1: We've had the provider mentality for a long time. Growing up in Watching dad and mom cook wild game, whether it was an Italian lasagna or a spaghetti, I watched in awe, and I couldn't wait to be old enough to do it. Then we got to travel and meet all of these different chefs at all these different lodges in Argentina and Uruguay or Paraguay or Arkansas or Missouri or Chef Mark Lindsay, who here hear on the podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody, a lot up in Minnesota at Trapper's Landing, part of the Reed's family of brands. And i started to learn so many different unorthodox out-of-the-box ways of preparing mr billy Bogey's smothered deer steak at prairie wings duck club in arkansas or the duck empanadas at duck guides of argentina and they all became part of the provider cookbook the provider mentality at ProviderLife.com, our rubs our original 10 in the ultimate pack including the swine and the flaky the spawn the drop time the foul the crosshairs the brit the Dragon, the Sonora. Then we introduced the Brand Beef Rub and the Mother Clucking Chicken Rub. And you can find recipes at theproviderlife.com. Check out the Provider TV on the My Outdoor TV app, TV, part of the Outdoor Sportsman's Group and the Outdoor Channel family of brands. We got more coming. We got so much more coming. Good luck out in the field. Good luck out on the rivers. I hope you get those wild turkey nuggets in that pickle juice right away and get ready to throw down with some different rubs on them the provider lifestyle we're so honored to live it thank you lord for letting us be outdoorsmen hunter gatherers conservationists and providers again the providerlife.com thank you for visiting gator coolers the drinkware the coolers the 45 the 70 the 110 on wheels keep that meat fresh keep those drinks cold ice for days the retention the design the attention to detail just how cool they are aesthetically it's just a great american brand out of the great state of louisiana the mcgee brothers my boy brian they are kicking butt the official cooler and drinkware of the foul life television and the foul life podcast i can't say enough i love opening a gator cooler and seeing it full of our bounty wings on if we're traveling, possession limits only, everything ethical. But I love eating wild game and I love making sure that it's fresh. And that's exactly what a gator cooler allows the hunter or fisher to do. I don't take it for granted. I travel with several of them in our trucks and trailers. We have snacks in them. We have drinks in them. They come with cutting boards. They do not leak. They do not allow air into it. Their design is absolutely perfect and they are reinventing the way that people take care of their food, their bounty, and they support Ducks Unlimited, California Waterfowl Association, so many conservation agencies across the country you can find them at the nwtf convention in nashville tennessee this coming february 2024 as part of our booth we don't go anywhere without gator they are cold-blooded down to the core the official cooler of the foul life television and the foul podcast get you a gator for this season i promise you it's going to keep your meat fresher vision i just had a lens retraction surgery last year it's pretty much like cataracts that you're going to get in your 60s 70s everybody's going to get it once you get it your vision is there it's never changing artificial lenses I had it at 40s and I'm telling you with what I do with duck hunting and scouting and watching my daughter grow up I'm just so thankful that I'm back to 2015 in my right eye and 2020 in my left eye thanks to Dr. Matt Mills who you've all heard on our podcast but I want to protect my eyes and that's exactly where one of our badass partners comes in Oakley. Oakley eyewear. The Oakley culture. The Oakley lifestyle. Protect your vision when you're shooting, when you're fishing. Nothing worse than getting a hook in the eye with somebody casting on the same boat. You just can't take it for granted. The damage the sun can cause, the rays, the UV, just keeping the dust and the dirt out of your eyes. Just everything during a hunt. Pit blind, boat blind. It doesn't matter. Sun up. They make different lenses for different skies. They're sold all over the world and they support the military and the blue line. And conservation and hunting and fishing in the outdoors and living off the land. And we never hunt without our Oakleys. Everybody's like, why you always got your sunglasses on? Shouldn't be wearing sunglasses. You probably shouldn't in turkey hunting. I don't wear them in turkey hunting because of the vision of a turkey and the reflection. But when I'm shooting, trap range or the sporting clays or the skeet or the five stand, or I'm in a duck hunt or a goose hunt, I have my Oakleys with me at all time. I put them in my banded backpack. I have them in an Oakley hard case. I keep them protected. The prism lenses. Everything that goes in to the technology behind the Oakley brand and the frames, the function of them, all of the different lenses that you can get, like I mentioned, and the way they protect our eyes. The prism lens technology is second to none. You got to get a pair of Oakleys. I know there's a lot of choices out there when you want to protect your eyes, but remember, please support the brands that support this lifestyle. Oakley, the official eyewear of the Foul Life TV, the Foul Life podcast, and everything we do here at The Provider and Where the Pavement Ends. Thank you so much for supporting. Oakley
0: thanks for joining our posse and the breaking it down brotherhood
1: on this week's show hope you all enjoy that we'll be back more episodes this life ain't for everybody breaking it down we're gonna have some more holiday editions jack
0: daniels presents this life ain't for everybody the breaking it down edition with chad Belding and alex crosby can be streamed on soundcloud iheart spotify and at this yo homies spread the word